This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Let there be light. All right, there we go. I was like, I figured it was one of those moments. I, I like the subtle hand, like a few, three, four, five people. I appreciate you all for clapping. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys so much for being here. We are excited. Uh, we are gonna continue on with this series on the Thrive Series. And, and as Pastor Shelley was just saying right there, we're gonna talk a lot about information tonight. We're gonna kind of go through a lot of different things. But one of the things I want you to understand is the more you continue to put the Word of God into you, the more the Word of God is gonna continue to come out of you. Whatever you continue to soak up is gonna come out. And so continue to think about those thoughts and dive into that and go after that. And so uh, we're going to start with uh, receiving our tithes and offerings. And so we're going to do two things. One, if you want the Bible, if you want a Bible tonight to follow through, go ahead and lift your hand up. Our ushers are going to serve you right there. But we're going to receive our tithes and offerings. We're going to turn to John chapter 2. John chapter 2. If you need the seed envelope, they're right there in front of you. This is a great opportunity for you to get that in your hands and start really trusting what the Lord is saying. And so... Um, there's a lot of ways to give. They'll show you on the screen right there. But John chapter two, verse one is what we're, where we're gonna start. And this is a, a unique story, but I was listening to a sermon this morning, and man, it just touched my heart so much. I was like, I gotta share this. I gotta share this thought. And so I want you to think about what's going on right here. So here Jesus is, he's with his mom, and it talks about this. John chapter two, verse one, it says, the next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Canaan in Galilee, Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told them, they have no more wine. Verse four, he says, dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. I think about this. I always try to relate myself to the situations and the stories because it helps me to dive into it and understand a little bit more. Like, Jesus' mom comes and is like, hey, they ran out of wine. So my first thought is, okay, I need to go to the store. We need to get those things. And Jesus' response is, hey, woman, listen here. It's not my time yet. Stop coming to me. Go over there and do some other things. And I, and I think about this, how Mary reacted to this moment. It's so funny to me because as she comes over and says this, hey, they don't have any more wine, and he's like, it's not my time. This is not where I'm supposed to make my big reveal. This is not the time. And she's like, doesn't even listen to what he's saying and turns around and he says, but his mother told the servants. So you get what's going on. She like goes over and it's like, hey, they ran out of wine. And he's like, mom, it's not my time. I can't do this. It's not right now. And she doesn't even listen to what he's saying. She turns around, goes back to the servants and says, hey, listen. He says, but his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. And it's in that moment that everything changed. See, here's the thing that we have to understand. That nugget of truth right there is exactly what we need to understand. Do whatever he says. See, if you go through the scriptures and you see the red letters, those are Jesus' words. He continually talks about put God first. See, this is what it comes back down to. There are a lot of voices you're gonna hear in your lives that are gonna tell you it's not worth it, it's not time, you can't do it, there's not enough, you're lack, you're this, you're that, and it's gonna make a decision in your life to have to say, I'm gonna listen to those, or I'm gonna go back to this scripture 
do what he says. Just do everything he says. If you go on to read the story, it's an amazing story. It's the first time he turns water into wine. And, and in fact, it wasn't just wine. It was the best wine. It was the greatest. It was the best of the best of the best. That's our God. All we have to do is do whatever he says. That's about receiving. Let's receive our tithes and offerings with that. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your word, your truth, and your understanding with us. Father, help us to now understand you and your word. And so, Lord, I thank you for this thought. I thank you, Lord, that we would be able to apply these words and this understanding, Father. Lord, I pray that those words would ring in our hearts, in our minds, and in our ears day after day, moment after moment, second after second. Father, that when we're not sure what to do, let that verse come up, do what he says to do. Father, I pray your blessing over each and every tither, each and every person that is here, Lord. Let them hear, let them receive, let them understand your word in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, we've got a couple things I need to go over real quick, and then we'll get right into the message. And so, um, first thing is this, baby dedications are Sunday, August 20th. If you haven't gotten signed up, make sure you get registered online. This is one of the greatest things you can do. We don't baptize babies, we dedicate parents to raising that child in a godly home. Making a decision, that's not a perfect home, but in a godly home that no matter what, we're gonna put God first. And that's the step you're making at that moment. So you might say, well, I need to, no, no, no. As parents, we need as much help as we can get. I still got two teenagers, keep praying for me. Keep praying for me, we all need it. And so, get registered on that, that's online. You can stop by the Information Center uh, for the baby dedications. We'll be having baptisms on Wednesday, August 30th. One of the absolute most significant moments in your life is getting water baptized. I can't tell you enough. I can tell you time and time again, don't miss this. Don't think, well, I did it when I was a kid. If something significant has changed in your life, make a public declaration to show God, listen, you're all, I'm all in. I'm all in with you. And that is the best way that you can do that, to let your friends, your family, and all those around know, God, you're number one. And so get signed up on that, that's August 30th. And then this Sunday, we've got back to school prayer coming up. We've got, so if you're teachers, if you've got friends that are teachers and don't have a church to go to, invite them this Sunday. Say, listen, I wanna take you to lunch because I know you got a big year coming up. Let's go to church first, and when they come here, we're gonna pray over them, we're gonna lay hands on them. We're gonna join together as a family and lift up all those educators, all of our students, that this year is gonna be an amazing year, it's gonna be a year of light, that light is gonna shine throughout every one of our public schools, our private schools, our home schools, whatever that is, God's gonna be centered on each and every one of those students, faculty, staff, everybody there. It's gonna be really, really good. So I encourage you to be here for that. Don't miss that. Invite your friends. Make sure they're here for those things. And so, um, man, I'm excited. I don't know if you can tell yet, but I'm excited about the Word of God. And the reason why I'm excited about the Word of God is because what it does, not only in my life, but in the lives around me. There's a lot of darkness in this world, and we can get caught up in those moments we can get stuck. And a lot of times when it's dark, what's the first thing you do if you don't know where to go? Your speed slows way down. You start kind of feeling around and you really hope you don't step on a Lego because that hurts. But you go through those things and you're feeling because you don't wanna get hurt. 
But the moment the light comes on, man, you're zipping across that thing. You're, everything changes because you have vision. You have purpose. You have a direction. Everything changes. But I will tell you what, even in light, sometimes you feel like you can be surrounded with darkness. And so tonight, as we talk about these things, I want you to understand mental health is a serious, serious thing. When I was raised, when I was growing up, when my parents raised me, when we did some things, we always kind of had this thought process. Like, it was, it's this old saying, if you got hurt, they just tell you, rub some dirt on it, get back up. Get back up and go get it, you're fine. Get up, get up, let's go, let's go. And it didn't matter how bad it hurt, or they'd ask you this question, does it hurt? Are you hurt or does it hurt? Because if it just hurts, you're fine. If it's broken, that's a whole other story. We'll have another conversation about that later. But it's a decision that we have to choose to make because sometimes in life we think physical, but we forget about our mental. And Pastor Evan shared an incredible sermon last week. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, that's part one. This is the second part. And so the most important thing I want you to understand about this, in order to thrive, it's not just physical. It's not just spiritual. It's mental, it's financial, it's all the above. There are so many areas that we have to walk through. And so tonight, as we understand this, I, I really just want you to understand that our mental health, health is a true thing right now. It's reality. And I think a lot of times our natural response is to just kind of push it down, to not talk about it. If someone tells you I have to go meet with my counselor, what's your first thought? Because the way that society has treated us and raised is that if you go to a counselor, you're either broken, you're wrong, you're in trouble, something is seriously wrong with you. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. There's something seriously wrong with probably everybody in this room, including me. But the biggest thing we do is if we don't ever admit that, we can't ever get out of it. And that's what I want you to understand about tonight. If you miss everything else, don't ever think that you have to do life alone. We are here for you. We are here to be a part of everything that's going on in your life. And we're here to build it up. Because understand this, we're doing this together. And so I want you to understand about it. Just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean it just goes away. Talk about those things and have that conversation. I read this, this great quote, I loved it, and I'm, I'm bringing it up multiple times, but Corey Ten Boom, I'll, she's an incredible story. If you get time, go, go and read the story about her. It's unbelievable, but she said this. She said, when a train goes through a tunnel, it gets dark. You don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and you trust the engineer. And I want you to think about that thought because sometimes in life, our first reaction is if it's not going the way we think it should, something is either wrong with me or something is wrong with the person who's leading me. She comes back and she says this, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. See, there's a difference when we choose. And these, these quotes walk us through reality of where we're at today. Sometimes in life, you're gonna go through some dark moments, but it doesn't mean you have to stay there. You may wake up tomorrow morning and you may be in this dark, dark moment. You may have woken up this morning with that dark thing. 
But what I want you to understand is there is a God that is full of light, that is here to lead and guide and train and teach and help in every part. But see, here's the problem. Underneath this stage, there's about four feet of gap. If I was to pull this grate up, I could get down underneath there. And you know what's gonna be underneath there? Years of dust, old cables, there could be money, there could be a child down there, I don't know, we'll see, we could, I don't know what could be down there. But see, the thing is, what we typically do is like this stage. Everything looks proper about it, right? But if we pulled back the curtain and we looked underneath there, it'd probably be a, a really big mess. And you'd be like, oh man, that is terrible under there. But see, we put this front up and it makes it look really pretty. But in life, we do the same thing. And that's what I want you to understand about tonight, is that no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, Hebrews 13.8 is a scripture you need to lean into. Hebrews 13.8 says, for Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the God that you knew when you first got saved is the same God you know today that you will know in the future. He's the same God, mountain-moving God. He's the same one that got you out of where you're at. He's the same one that has led and directed you into the miracles you've seen, heard, and been a part of. He didn't leave you because you made a mistake. He's just waiting for you to pull things back. Because the only way we can clean what's under here is to get back in there and focus on what's in front of us. It's not about making it look pretty. It's about getting out the things that are causing issues. Years ago, one of my friends played a practical joke on another one of my buddies. This is in college. And we had these, these bunk bed type of things. And he was like, that guy's been making me mad. And so they were playing practical jokes on each other. And for whatever reason, he thought it would be funny if he took a dead fish and threw it in his, underneath his bed. Well, we left for a baseball tournament. We came back, and man, you could walk by and you're like, man, something stinks. The problem was the guy's room, who it was, someone's messed up with his nose and he couldn't smell. So he had no clue what was going on. Man, we're walking by going, man, something stinks. I don't know what it is, but something stinks. And it went on for three or four days, and I'm like, dude, I am no, I'm got, your room smells. You gotta find out what that is. And he's like, doesn't smell to me. And I'm like, doesn't matter if it smells to you. It smells to everybody else. See, sometimes in life, you may not know what it is that is causing the stench in your life until you bring somebody else in that will reveal what it is and be like, that's your problem. That's the thing that's been holding you back. See, that's the same thing Jesus will do when we allow him to do it. See, let's find out what the scriptures talk about this because Understand this, if we don't hold on to this and lean into it, it'll change everything. How many of you brought your Bibles tonight? Hold your Bible up in the air. Show me, let me see what you got. I like it. Anybody else got one that looks like mine? Y'all are wrong, just kidding. No, it's all good, it's all good. All right, so we're gonna do this real quick because I'm gonna show you how quickly things can change. So if you'll turn to page 937. Go ahead and get there real quick. 937, so... 
page nine. Does your, if your Bible doesn't go there that far, that's okay. Just keep turning. Maybe it'll eventually show up. Go to page 937. We're going to read the 10th scripture down. So go ahead and count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Tell me when you get. Actually, we're going to start at the 8th scripture and go through the 10th. So go ahead and get there real quick. Everybody there? Page 937. All right, we're going to read this out loud together so that everybody gets to hear it, okay? Everybody good with that? Ready? Here's what it's going to start with. The 10th scripture. Did you count those yet? All right. Eight scriptures where we're going to start first. It says this. Ready? Don't worry about any... Does yours say something a little different than mine does? Let me finish reading mine. Let me tell, tell me if it sounds like yours real quick. So it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Verse 10, the 10th verse right here, it says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think on these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. How many of you had that exact same scripture? Ah, we got somebody on the right page. That's what I'm talking about. What is wrong with the rest of you? I gave you the page. I gave you the scripture. I told you where to go. Why is your book on the wrong page? Why are your thoughts not on the same page of us, the good guys? See, this is what happens in life. That was Philippians 4, 6, through 6, 7, and 8. See, sometimes in life, you might not be on the same page of what others are on. And you might think, I must, something must be wrong with me in the way that I'm thinking, the way that I saw this the way that I went through this. See, God walked me through this process. He's the one that gave me that illustration. He said, when you go in there, help them to understand. It's not about being on the same page, it's about being on the same scripture. Because it doesn't matter what page yours is on, if I said turn to Philippians four, six, seven, and eight, you're going, I can get there. But if you don't understand how to get there, you're never gonna find the answer of where we're supposed to go. And that's what we're trying to talk about tonight in understanding what it's all about. See, why in the world would you think that you're correct when you read the wrong scripture? Now let's take the Bible out of it and let's just talk about life in general. What if the world tells you you should think this way, but you're like, something's not right with that? Because yesterday that was something different. And tomorrow it's gonna to be something else. See, if we don't have a standard and a help, we're gonna focus, we're gonna change this. What was the last scripture that I read right there? It talked about whatever is pure, whatever is right, and you continue to go on, it says think on these things. Why does he say to think on these things? Because when you think on those things, whenever you think whatever is pure, whatever is right, whatever is Jesus is all about, it changes the way that you walk through this life. See, we can go back and we can miss so many different things because we're on the wrong scripture. You could be stuck in the book of Leviticus 
Maybe that was what 937 got you to, and you're like, telling you about laws and what you can and can't do, and you're like, I don't know how that's supposed to help me. Because I don't want to think on that. When you start applying the word of God, it changes everything. See, we all have different thoughts and different ways of thinking. And if you're not careful, you can choose to start thinking on the wrong thing. Do you know the Bible says that the enemy sits back and he throws fiery darts? See, when you go back and you study and you read that, what that truly means is the devil, the enemy, he is actually throwing thoughts into your mind. That's why when you're sitting in church or maybe even praising, all of a sudden you'll have this really terrible thought go through your mind. And you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? Where did that come from? Well, understand this. The enemy is always looking to do something to you. How many of you know what the goal of the enemy is? What his purpose is? See, if we don't know his purpose and we don't know God's purpose, then we're just gonna kind of bring it all in together and try to filter it through like we're straining spaghetti, like water's trying to get out of it, but it may be the wrong thing that we're getting out and keeping and holding on to the thing that is causing us issues. See, in all reality, we all need to get on the same page with him. But if we don't think the way that he's created us to think, it's gonna change and affect us. So, see, we know we have an enemy and his hope in this world and his purpose is very simple. John 10, 10. Go ahead and put it up there. Very simple. Go ahead. There, yep, there we go. The thieves, the enemy, the one who is against you in all things, his purpose, plain and simple. You can't argue. It's that right there. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. That's it. There's nothing else to him. His goal in life is to kill, steal, and destroy. If you guys were in a race, his goal is to trip you when you start. And then when you get back up, he's going to knock you down again. He wants to steal joy. He wants to kill any hope. And he wants to destroy dreams in your life. That's it. But my purpose, God's purpose, is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Another version says to give you life and life to the fullest. See, those only happen when we start applying the word of God to what's going on. See, too many times you're gonna fuel the thing that is not supposed to be fueled instead of fueling the right thing. It goes back to this, the old statement. I feel like I have two dogs fighting inside of me. I've got a positive and I've got a negative. Which one's gonna win? And the wise old man says, whichever one you feed. Whichever one you feed. So if you have a problem with being negative in everything, that your first reaction is negative, 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 negative. Start getting around positive people. Start getting around those positive people. Start saying positive things, even if you're not sure about it. Is this gonna happen? In your mind, you may say, no chance in the world will that ever happen. Instead of saying that out loud, why don't you say, hey, it might. I bet it could. I've seen you do that before. If I took a football from right here and I had somebody standing up in the balcony and I was sitting back here throwing it, some of you might say, I don't think he can do it. Some of you might say, oh, I, he can do it. Some of you are like, why's he got a football in church? That might be your thoughts. But you're gonna walk through these things and you've gotta make a decision. Now I have to choose. Am I gonna listen to the naysayers? Or am I gonna listen to those who are behind me lifting me up? Because I'm gonna do one of those two things. 
It's all about what I wanna choose to feed and grow in and think about. What did God say? Whatever is pure, whatever is right, think on these things. Think on these things. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. Trust. See, that's the first part. If you don't have the right mindset of who God is, that you know he's gonna catch you, when I think of trust, I always break it down, and I think about this. I think about the trust fall. Have you ever sat back and fallen? The people catch you, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm really hoping they do. You should try to do this with teenage boys that are your buddies. I, they try to make it as crazy as possible, and they're dropping away to the ground, and you're falling, legs flailing, all this stuff. But it's about trust. Do I trust what's gonna happen? That's what it comes back down. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Verse six. Seek his will in all you do. Seek his will. Do you know where things always start? If you read through the Bible, it always starts in your mind. You think first and then you do. Some people may say you don't think at all, but I'm trailing. It starts here and then you do. Seek his will. Think about his will and all you do and he will show you which path to take. That's what it comes back down to. It's a trust and a choice that you choose to make. See, we all have to slow down and trust God and what he's doing in our lives. The truth in our lives has to be louder than anything else. No matter how dark your world is, at the same point, God is still the same God. Do you know the Bible says that though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil? And you're like, man, I've heard that before, but I didn't know that was a scripture. That is a scripture. Do you know why that's a scripture? Do you know why you shouldn't fear? Because we're walking with God. The God of light. The God of creation. The God of gods. The King of kings. The Lord of lords. He is with us in all that we do. But if we don't let him lead and we try to run our own race, we're going to run into issues. So no matter what's going on in your life, you have an opportunity to walk this out. See, no matter how dark your world is, that God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. So when we reread this, when a train goes through a tunnel, it gets dark. You don't throw away your ticket and jump off. You sit still and wait on the engineer. You sit still and wait on God. Be still and know that I am God. So no matter how you feel when you wake up, you tell your feelings. What was the song we just sang? He's the Lord of my, he's the God of my emotions, of my selfish ambitions. Lord, I give them all to you. See, that's what it comes back down to. No matter what's going on in this life, we have a choice to make. Turn to Isaiah 54. We're gonna go over a few scriptures real quick, time permitting, but I'm gonna cover these because this is such a good area right here. Uh, for those of you that are wondering, it is page 587. 587. Hopefully that helps y'all. Actually, I'm sorry, 588. Isaiah 54 verses 9 and 10 is what we're going to read. Go ahead and keep turning there. Make sure you find those things. Highlight this, mark this in your Bible. But I'm going to read it for time's sake. It says, just as I swore in the time of Noah that I would never again flood to cover the earth, so now I swear that I will never again be angry and punish you. Verse 10, for the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. 
My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord who has mercy on you. See, as you hear that, that negates every bad thing you've ever done. Do you know why? Because the mercy of God covers every sin and everything you've ever done in your life. So no matter where your thoughts have taken you in the past, you stand on this scripture that says, I've seen this, I've seen this, for the mountains may move, the hills may disappear, but even then, my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord who has mercy on you. See, no matter how you feel, you trust God and you lean into God. Out of the message version, it says this. It says, this exile is just like the days of Noah for me. I promised then that the waters of Noah would have never, never again flood the earth. I'm promising now no more anger, no more dressing you down. For even in the mountains walk away and the hills fall to pieces, my love won't walk away from you. See, maybe that's the cry that you've needed to be speaking out of your life forever. And maybe tonight's the night that you're gonna receive that. My love for you won't walk away from you. My covenant of commitment of peace won't fall apart. The God who has compassion on you says so. Do you remember when you used to get in issues with say maybe a friend or your brother and you would go in there and you were like, mom told me that you have to give me this. Do you know why that worked? Because the name that you used with it. See, mom had more authority than my older brother did. Mom's name or dad's name changed the entire situation. No matter what he had in his hand, no matter what he was playing with, at that moment, everything changed. It wasn't this anymore. It was, now dad said, you give this away. You give this to him. And it was over. See, that's the way that the enemy tries to do things. He tries to pull, he tries to pull, he tries to pull. And then when you come and you say, in the name of Jesus, I know, I know who I am. I know who I am. You gotta be like John. When John referred to himself, he didn't say, John did this. He goes, the one whom Jesus loved. You gotta be like, when people ask you who you are or when you're talking about or the enemy's coming after you, you're like, yes, the forgiven one. You remember, you're talking to the forgiven one. The one who's been forgiven for all things. Yeah, that right there, yep, he forgave me for that. Yep, remember, I'm the forgiven one. And you know what else? Because I'm forgiven, I'm blessed. And you know why I'm blessed? Not because of me, but because of him. Because I'm the forgiven one, and I did make that mistake, but you remember, I'm the forgiven one. I'm the forgiven one. And as I walk through this life, I'm forgiven. And I walk with my hand held high. And I walk, and I honor God. And therefore, because I'm blessed, because of him, I get to be a blessing to others. See, it's not about the dumb mistake I made over here, the dumb situation, the thing that I shouldn't have ever done. It's about getting up and walking out of it and saying, I'm forgiven. And when Jesus comes in and he forgives you of that thing, it is gone and gone forever. So stop bringing it up to the enemy and stop letting him bring it up to you. Because you know what? When I was a kid, unfortunately, I pooped in my diaper. I did it. I did it. But you know what, I don't do it anymore. And he could bring it up forever, but it's never gonna change who I am today. Because that's not who I am anymore. I may not be, as Joyce Meyer says, I may not be where I wanna be, at least I'm not where I used to be. That's where you are, I am forgiven. I am forgiven. See, 
It's a decision that we have to choose to make. In the dark moments, you have to look at God and say, I know who I am because you told me who I am. I'm not gonna let this darkness speak to me. I'm gonna let you speak to me. Turn in your Bibles to Psalms 91.1, and we're gonna read this real quick. And then we're gonna have our prayer team kind of be up here at the front. And if there are things that you've been struggling with in your life, it's not your job to deal with it alone. God never created that way. If God wanted you to deal with this on your own, why in the world would God have not just kept Adam on this earth by himself? He looked and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. He made the decision, recognized that when there are two or more gathered, he's there in the midst. He's the one that saw that we need companionship. You're not on this journey alone, but you're on the journey alone until you open your mouth and you start talking about it. Walk through it with somebody. Psalms 91.1, it says this, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to visualize that saying, that, un, that scripture. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High. I want you to think about this when you were a kid or maybe you've had kids that have kind of been around you. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty tall, so I seem to find a lot of people kind of stand behind me. Do you know why they stand behind me? Because I cast a bigger shadow. And when it's a bright sunny day and 102 degrees like today was, they like to hide back there because it's easier to have a conversation with somebody instead of staring at the sun. What he's talking about right there is very simple. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. See, the thing about finding this, getting in the shadow where I was at, you have to be close to me. You have to be somewhere right here. My kids are standing here, they gotta be right here. They can't find the shadow back there. You gotta live close, you gotta let God do those things. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This is out of the Amplified Version. Whose power no enemy can withstand. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, this is verse two, my God in whom I trust with great confidence and on whom I rely. See, there's something I want you to think about. Our lives were a lot like a sponge. Do you know the job of a sponge? It soaks up the things that it's around. That's all it does. If there's a spill, and you put that sponge on it, that sponge will soak up the water, will soak up the Coke, will soak up whatever it is, the milk. It'll soak it up. And do you know what happens when you go to squeeze it and the pressure comes? Do you know what comes out? Exactly what you soaked up. So when there's pressure in your life, when there are things that are going on, pressure comes in, you're gonna expel, you're gonna put out the things that you've been soaking up. And so you can make a decision. Because you might say, everybody around me is negative. Great, you be the light. Well, I don't know how to be the light when everybody's negative around me. You know what? Start by saying the simplest, easiest, and best thing. I used to say this, you know, people used to say, well, you know, 
wives would say, I can't find anything good about my husband. I'm like, find one thing. I don't care what it is. They may put socks on the best. So every single day, you know what you do? You are the best soccer putter on her I've ever seen in my life. Or, or you, and, and you're talking to your girlfriends or whatever, and you say, man, my they, you know, they're talking bad about their husband, and you're like, well, let me tell you about my husband. That I've never seen anybody do Have you ever seen anybody put socks on? Because nobody puts socks on like my husband does. And, that's, and if that's all you got, that's all you got. If you've got nothing good to say about your job, find one thing about it. Maybe they have great coffee. Maybe it's the worst coffee, I don't know. Maybe they have the best office chair in the world. Maybe they're waiting chairs, the couch. Maybe there's somebody there. Whatever it is, you could be like, man, my job is tough, but you know what the best part of my job is? There's a chair that is in the waiting room. Man, I love it. Man, when I just sit in it, man, I feel like it just, I fall in it and I do these things. If that's the best you can say about your job, then say that. And when everybody starts talking about bad about it, you just go back and you say, remember that chair out there? Man, that chair, dude, that chair, that chair's the best. Because what you're gonna do is you're gonna start saying positive, positives, 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 positive, 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 positive. And you know what's gonna start doing? You're gonna impact those around you. They're gonna stop saying all the negative things. They're either gonna leave, and they're not gonna include you, but that's okay. Because I'd rather have one voice speaking nothing but positive to me than I would a hundred negative voices who are my friends. We gotta make a decision. Because in this world, it is very dark and it is very negative. But God didn't create you to do that. God said that you are the light of the world. That we're the light of the world. Our job is to go expel light in everything that we do but we can't do it with the wrong mindset. And I'm not wanting to say anything about what your background was. Every one of us have some trauma in our life. And sometimes that trauma we have pushed way down into a back far corner. And it only shows up every once in a while and we're like, we're doing okay because at least it doesn't show up every day. That's not healthy. We want to live life and life to the fullest. And the way to get that dealt with is you gotta bring light into it. The way to clean this is you gotta get a light down there. You gotta sweep it out, you gotta take time, you gotta do the little stuff so that we can be healthy and clean and set free. That's what it comes back down to. If you would, stand to your feet. One of the things that we can get caught up very quickly in is comparison. And I want you to understand, comparison is the thief of joy. God wants you to live with such peace, such love, joy, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. But you can't get there on your own. You can only get there by resting in the shadow of the Almighty. And that's the decision we've gotta make. And so I'm gonna pray for you and then I'm gonna have people that are up here that they can pray for you also at the end of service because we don't wanna leave here the same as we came in. This is our opportunity to make something change. And so if you would, bow your heads and close your eyes. The first thing I wanna ask you is this. If you've never accepted Jesus as Lord of your life, that's the first step. When you make that decision, everything changes.
everything changes. The Bible says that the old is gone and the new is here, but it only starts when you make that decision. And so if you're in this place, maybe you have accepted Jesus, but you've recognized I've walked away and I wanna make a decision tonight to get right again. I wanna recommit, I wanna rededicate my life. So if that's you in either one of those categories, that's the first question. I wanna pray with you. I wanna lead you in a prayer and I wanna set that relationship with Jesus right, right now. And so if that's you with every head bowed and every eye closed and you're ready for that, would you lift your hand up in the air and say, will you pray for me? So I see those hands going up all over this place. Don't worry about those that are next to you. This is what God has called you to do right now, right here. I see those hands. Is there anyone else, one last time before we pray? You know that you've been dealing, it's in your heart, you can see them. I see those hands. If you have your hand lifted in the air, would you pray this loud enough to hear with your own ears? And for those of you that are around, you pray this also in encouragement of these others. Will you say, Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life and believe in my heart that he's forgiven me. He is now Lord of all. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for leading me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Stay in the spot real quick. Yeah, there's a lot. Go ahead and clap for them real quick. There were a lot that raised your hand tonight. First thing is I don't, want you to just, I don't want you to just leave this place. Make sure you come talk to somebody. Get a Bible reading plan, get some things together. But the next thing is this, if you've been struggling, if you feel like every day you wake up and it's just dark, there's just, it's just like you never feel like you're like stuck. There's like a ceiling and you can't get out of this stuff. And there's some stuff that you just, I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's worry. Maybe it's anxiety like Pastor Evan talked about last week. There are things that are causing issues into your life. Don't hold it in. And so I'm gonna ask, we're gonna pray one more time, if that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, because we wanna keep this honest with God. And you're in a dark place right now. It's time to be honest and open. Will you lift your hands up in the air and say, that's me, I need you to pray for me. I need you to pray for me right now. Keep those hands up in the air. You're gonna receive what God has for you because I know this, God loves you more than you possibly know. God loves you beyond the situation you're in. God loves you so much that there is not a person on this earth that has ever touched your heart the way that he wants to. And tonight's gonna be your night that you're gonna receive that. And so, for those of you that are doing really good right now, I'm just gonna ask you, put your hands out to your sides and just reach out to those that are around you. And just, you know, if you feel on your heart that you wanna put your hand on them and pray for them, and you see somebody with their hands lifted up, go ahead and put your hands on them and pray for them. But we're gonna pray for those that are around us right now. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you so much for the truth in your word, Father. I speak right now, Father. I speak life, I speak light, I speak truth. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, whatever darkness that has tried to come into their lives, whatever darkness has tried to come into the heart, whatever attacks have tried to come in, Lord, in the name of Jesus, as your word says, that every name will fall at the feet of Jesus, I speak it in Jesus' name, healing. I thank you for freedom. 
And Father, I speak it right now, that your light comes, that it fills, that Lord, it's not just light, but it's a beam of light that burns up every bit of darkness. Lord, I thank you that you are setting people free right now, Father. Lord, I speak it in the name of Jesus over each and every person that has lifted their hands up and said, Lord, I need you tonight. Lord, I pray whatever that is that has tried to hound them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, it must be gone. And so, Lord, I speak it right now, that when they lay their head to to sleep tonight, Lord, you will give them dreams. You will show visions. You will give them such pictures of who they are in your eyes, Father, who you've always seen them to be. And Father, when they wake up in the morning, Lord, I pray that it's like a bright sunshine, Lord. It's like the greatest moment, Lord, that you will surround them with peace, that you will give them everything that they possibly need in that moment, Lord. And so, Lord, we thank you We stand firm and we believe it, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you that there is healing. We thank you that we're healthy and we are whole, Father. And we give those things that we have hidden in dark places to the light. And Lord, reveal those. Help us to deal with it, Father. Deal with the roots and help us to be the best sons and daughters of the Most High. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Listen, if you still feel like you want a little bit more, you want a little bit, you want us to lay our hands, we're gonna have our prayer team up here at the front. If you, want, if you have something else going on, come see us. Listen, one of my best buddies, he said this statement years ago and it has stuck with me forever. Too many times we say, well, at least I can pray. Don't sit back and say at least, well, I guess I can at least go up there and get prayer. No, no, no. Say, man, prayer's the first thing I'm going for because that's where God is and I wanna get where God is. Amen? Amen. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.